The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. A half-elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. For money. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed. I'm a half orc cleric. And I'll happily show you my talking stick. This is Melvin Hardmeat. I am a high elf wizard. And so far, I have set zero clouds on fire. Yeah, I suppose. Roast it. I'm going to graciously call it and say you've got enough to roast this dragon in its cage. And you guys have survived two adult black dragons. Well, Lettuce didn't survive. But the rest (laughs) of you survived two adult black dragons. The finger bang of death. I want to finger bang bang you into the grave. No. Into the what? <laughs> the grave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I have confused feelings over that. <laughs> treasure. Uh, treasure. I really needed to just. Next time I do a random encounter table for you guys, one of the options is just going to be treasure. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, treasure. You can say it, and I'll be like, it is! <laughs> Whatever. We're prepared for anything because we're invincible. <laughs> well, now we don't get the treasure for the five. Maybe it arrives when we're sleeping. Chewing on some raisins and he looks down the road. There's <laughs> 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 just this dude wow, there. Wow, wow. <laughs> Chewing on some raisins. Invincible sleep. Before you lies the dead city of Peripio. However, as you get closer, you realize that dead is hardly the word for it. It isn't the big bustling city of Kingsbury, but there's certainly activity here. We saw some regular town-ass shit. Alright, I have no wow. reason to not believe Roscoe. Mm-hmm. Though, if you really are Roscoe. And she says to you three weary travelers, What can I get for ya? Are we just, like, mesmerized by her, like, swinging... <laughs> Grandma de Cups is ample and free. <laughs> Freed from an air strength. <laughs> oh, Grandma de Cups. Uh, what is, uh, what's the best drink you got? Like, what do the locals drink? Uh, those are two very different questions. <laughs> mm, I suppose. What does the locals drink? Uh, she produces from behind the bar a, a tankard of grog for you. Grog it is. Grog all around? She looks at the two of you. Oh, Grog. No, thank you. I'll have... What do you have that's non-alcoholic? She laughs at you and then waits for your actual order. <laughs> waits a few moments and awkwardly realizes I'll eventually have... that you don't want alcohol. <laughs> I'll have 
Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> she, she looks at you and says, that's probably for the best. <laughs> Uh, produces beverages for Roscoe and Kolvik, and uh, there you guys are. She she does tell you that later on, um, God, I don't remember if we actually said this in an episode or not, so I don't know if the reference will land, but it'll land for you guys, that tonight the band is going to be Skylar and the Love Goblins. Ooh. So if you want to hang around, there will be a, a show yes. to be enjoyed. Nice. Have we heard of them? I would imagine that you hadn't. They don't, there's not a lot of international bands touring uh, in, in in this world, in the world of Meloto. Sounds pretty cool, though. Yeah, I'd be more interested. That's the name. All right. Mm-hmm. We're in for a treat, I guess. So uh, we survey the bar. Do we see like anything interesting? Any like a group of adventurers? Or... What do we see? Yeah, you definitely would see groups of people that look sort of like adventurers. This is definitely sort of a whole. Uh, you've got some savory and seedy types handful of people that are uh, just starting to get their evening of drinking and gambling going on there's certainly some illicit pogs games going on if you guys wanted to get yourselves in on that but it's pretty early you know the bar's not packed so there's uh, let's say there's like less than 10 people in the bar at this point all at various miscellaneous tables is there anything in particular that you're looking for undead types Everyone in the bar is living. Uh, let's say... Oh, I do like this new dice. This one's got a lot more crunch to it. Uh, you see... You see some guys, uh, like two guys sitting at the along the bar that are wearing like all black robes. And uh, you can kind of get the idea that these are some, some necromantic types. Do we have a word for those guys, Melvin? What do you think? Mm, I'm a little hungry. Do they have a... F- do you have a food menu here? <laughs> menu. <laughs> <laughs> you can order food, and they'll bring you food. Well, since it's... Uh, uh, I'll have one food, please. <laughs> Make it two foods. Since it's so early in the night, I think we're gonna, I'm going to try something different. I think I'm going to go to the side of the bar and kind of be incognito to you two. Because it sounds like you two are ready to go in and talk to people. Maybe it's best known that we're not all together. Oh. There's something going on. I mean, just while we're in here and everything. Kovic's in the corner with an upside-down newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> with my upside, with my bowl of raisins and an upside-down newspaper. And yeah, they definitely serve. Like you can get either food or a bowl of raisins here. Oh. Kovic gets a bowl of raisins. I do get a bowl of raisins. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like. Uh... Instead of, like, a bowl of nuts, they just have, like, a bowl of raisins for everyone (laughs) that everybody's touched. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) It's a bowl of raisins, but there's, like, Uh, three peanuts in there. uh, Oh, 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 yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that image was so much grosser in my head. Yeah, wow. Just a couple of peanuts. A couple of prunes to throw you off. Mm. What's up with these big grapes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just be at the side of the bar eating my raisins and uh, maybe picking up some parchment, whatever is by me, and doing the local reading. Or oh, sure. Act like I can read. You guys did buy a bunch of parchment. I think we've established it that was you're literate. Parchment, though. I'll act like I'm writing something. Okay. But it's really just like you're doing Sudoku uh, yeah. over there or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just writing my name over and over again, practicing my you're letters. holding the pen like this. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking meat fisting it. <laughs> Alright, the sun goes in the corner. Okay. Did you guys know? Random tidbit. Uh, but the guy... Ah, oh shit, I can't remember exactly what it was now, but I think it's the guy that did 
the formulas or like something about the production of crayons was colorblind. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah, like the dude responsible for the color of crayons, basically, for like 54 years was colorblind. How did he do it? Nobody fucking knows, but he did. He faked it? A phony? So the colors might not even be the colors. Right. How did he know it was spring green? He just made up the names for me. He's like, that looks green. Spring green. So now everything you think of spring green. How does he know what green looks like? I don't I think colorblind people can see green. I can see green. It's just not the green that we see. I think it is. Sometimes. I thought Emerson Moser, who was retiring from Crayola, who was their chief uh, crayon fucking whatever, uh, was colorblind. Well, a lot of it is is shades. And so, like, if I get a green and a red together, they can look similar, very similar. But, like, if I see a green, I can usually distinguish... I'm like, okay, that's that's green, but then like when it gets between a green and a red, or it just it gets, gets harder for you to just harder with the, when the shades get closer to like a dark green is a lot easier than like a lighter green next to a, a red. What are the different kinds of colorblindness? There's like three different kinds. Is there? Yeah. For rods, cones, and mm-hmm. it's all going. Rods. It's all on. <laughs> it's all on cones. It's how many cones you have and cones. Anywho, that was a fun little tangent. Roscoe, Melvin, you see Colvick, uh, well, let's say you guys agreed to the whole, like, let's do this separately thing outside, just be a little less conspicuous. I mean, you could, like, walk in together and then divvy up at the bar, but I feel like that would blow your cover right off the bat, so. Assuming, again, you guys are competent adventurers, you kind of space it out, Colvick maybe comes in about 15 minutes after you guys get there, and you all take seats at uh, your two different tables. Uh, you look around, you just kind of eyeballing the, the groups of people at the bar, not really making too much conversation or eye contact. And it's maybe 20 minutes in, you guys are just finishing up your dinner, or at least uh, Melvin and Roscoe are. And uh, a guy comes running into the bar and uh, stumbles his way up to Melvin and says, I've been looking for you. Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Your hands only. Let's see here. And then he reaches into his bag and pulls out a uh, little envelope and hands it to you. Does it have a hand on it? A hand? Oh, no. <laughs> You're catching the reference, though? That fucking guy finds you everywhere you go. Uh, Skyrim. Hands you the envelope and says, uh, now that's it, and runs away. Back out of the bar. He doesn't say, like, you've been served or anything like that? No. No, no you've been served this time. Uh, okay, well, I guess this guy knows what he's doing, so I assume this is for me. I'm going to open up the envelope and see what I see. It is a beautiful envelope, by the way, I should have mentioned. It's a, it's a very thick, velvety kind of paper, and you tear open the wax seal on the outside of it. What does which, it what's the seal look like? It's a big, ornate, decorated C. What do you think that stands for, guys? Cunnilingus. <laughs> That's a big invitation to Cunnilingus. You went to the right <laughs> hotel, my friend. <laughs> he never comes down to these parts. <laughs> Cunnilingus? Why don't you read the letter? Okay, I read the letter. So you crack open this thing and pull out a, a very uh, expensive piece of parchment. Or, or what's what's the more expensive shit? Beloved, uh, vellum. 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 Yeah. Vellum. Vellum. But I'm going to read it to myself. Scraped sheep's hide. 
Mm-hmm. Made of skin. Well, really, I think anything made of skin could be vellum, so you don't know where this vellum came from. Probably more. Is it more foreskins? More foreskins. Foreskin foreskins again. I mean, they oh. <laughs> foreskins. What if it was like a whale's foreskin, so it could be one big piece? Oh. That's what, a, I was just oh, thinking like how many foreskins it would take to write a letter, so but... If, with the, the touch of this uh, vellum, can you reach inside the, the book and see if it's the same texture? So you have like just a book of foreskins. <laughs> like I'm touching one, <laughs> yeah, then the other. the other. It's like the book. Like the cover is foreskins. What about the pages? Is that just more finer foreskins? I don't know. I'll remind you that I didn't agree to any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is foreskin. It's <laughs> well, like the worst acid trip ever. I'm sure it's hot out here. Take out your foreskin handkerchief. <laughs> 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 Oh, what the fuck? It doesn't, it doesn't absorb anything. It's just like... <laughs> Ooh, well, just, you're just, just, just wiping a sweaty that. foreskin all over your face. What the, the fuck? fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? It gets colder, the poison. My handkerchief's smaller. <laughs> oh. Oh. Ooh. Anyway, so you crack open the letter, and I did not write detailed text here, but the gist of it is that you are cordially invited to join Chad the Lich for dinner tomorrow does it, up at his estate. Does it say, like, plus two guests, or...? Yeah, he's inviting all all three of you. Okay. All right. And, like, he he names all three of you in the letter. It's It's not just, like... Oh, here's just three people. Come on over for dinner. <laughs> Having dinner at Chad's tonight. Well, I read the letter and I, uh, well, yeah. is, is Kolvik still over in the corner? Or? He's over in the corner, yeah. Okay. Well, I tell Roscoe then, I'm like, looks like we got an invitation to dinner from the big C. Awesome. <laughs> you just go back to drinking. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's that's your ye olde medieval name is Roscoe the Nonplussed. <laughs> I'll put, put on my best foreskin tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a clip on. <laughs> oh no. Jesus. That's terrible. I wanna go terrible. check out I'm gonna go take a seat by these necromancers. I'm gonna slap a gold down on the table and say Tell me something interesting, and I'll give you another. Oh, well, let's see here. You slap that gold down at the bar, and they're uh, mm, a little skittish about you, uh, you know, getting up to the bar and slapping gold down or whatever, but uh, uh, the one that's sitting immediately next to you, oh, what does he tell you? He starts going into a, a very long and very detailed list of you know, surprisingly, nightshade is not only useful as a as a poison. It has a variety of other effects that Shut can... the fuck up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I leave without giving them any more gold. I'm going to... As you're walking away here, well, what was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take my letter and show it to Grandma D-Cups and ask her, what does she make of this? Oh, Grandma D-Cups. She sees your letter from from chad and she says oh it's not often people get invited up to chad's place that's a prestigious affair oh what can you um tell me about chad oh he's wonderful 
Oh, why why is he so wonderful? Well, he uh, he runs this here city and you know makes life good for all of us. He's a good good gov- governor maybe. Is he a governor? I didn't really think about that in advance well enough to have a good title for him, but he you know he he's the lord of this here city. The head foreskin. Keep going to foreskins. Repetition is one of the keystones of humor. <laughs> Terrible. All right. I'll let go of the foreskin. <laughs> so I ask her, um, I'm like, well, what what specifically does uh, this Chad do for everyone? Well, he came and cleared out this city so that us uh, regular old mortals could be in here. And, you know, uh, kind of is getting things started out here. And, and you know, he's, he's, he's got a plan for the future. And. Well, it's everybody kind of has a say in the way things go. It's it's a lovely community. So is this uh, is this kind of like a, a democratic city? You get, do you guys vote for stuff? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, like like what do you what do you vote for? Well, we tend to vote on who gets to be citizens. You know, on businesses that open and laws and what streets we're going to renovate and stuff. It's a you know it's a fairly good system. Um, previously, I lived in an anarcho-syndicalist commune, but <laughs> I think this is kind of a step up. Well, guys, there you are, sitting in the goblin's anus. You have received a delightfully luxurious invitation to dinner with Chad in Chad's place. In Chad Manor. I feel like we should call it Chad Manor. And uh, evening's just starting to settle in. Skylar and the love goblins are setting up on stage. How would you like to uh, spend your evening? Well, I think I need to pass on to the fellows that... Nobody should say, nobody should say anything bad about Chad. I immediately shout. <laughs> <laughs> we're, here, we're here to kill Chad. <laughs> Chad's a dick. Just a couple of Chad murderers over here. <laughs> <clears throat> well, so we have one day before we are scheduled to go and have dinner with Chad. Mm-hmm. Do we want to like do a preemptive strike here? Don't murder everybody in the bar? Or in the town. They're all people are in the town. I don't know. They're all Chad lovers. What <laughs> <laughs> Chad lovers around here. Filthy fucking Chad lovers. I don't know if we can murder a whole town. Also, once they're dead. Not with that kind of attitude. Yeah. <laughs> don't like, uh, aren't they necromancers? Chad, oh, Chads. <laughs> Liches? Chadites. Yes. Most likely. So let's not give him big piles of dead bodies to play with. Well, I don't know. We could burn them, and I don't. I'm not seriously proposing this, but I'm just saying we have tonight, and I guess all day tomorrow to figure out what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go uh, from this point. Go over to the the pogs table over there. Kind of just scope around, look around, and uh, maybe even have a seat to watch the going game going on here. These do these guys seem pretty good. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you guys tell me about who's at the Pogs table? Let's let's have a little creative, uh, collaborative storytelling. Penetrate. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see when you penetrate with your eyes? What do I see? I'm looking for cheaters. Looking for cheaters. How do oh. you, how, did, how would one cheat at Pogs? Probably a weighted a weighted Pog. Aren't they all weighted or yeah. a slammer? Like a legally, I mean, a legally weighted slammer. I don't know I don't how know. you would cheat it. 
bogs. You, I mean, the little discs would flip over whichever way they're going to flip over. The, yeah. You could be like kicking the table underneath if there was like a one that was going one <laughs> way or the other. It somehow and just flip it over the other side. You know, <laughs> bogs on the table are just like, whoop, flipping over in front mm -hmm. of you. No, um, yeah, I'd actually play these games, uh, a game of pog with these guys. Okay. Who are here. these guys? Tell me, uh, help, help me out here, guys. Tell me, <laughs> tell me who the... Well, um, I figured they'd be locals around town. Probably know the area pretty well. Maybe, uh, maybe they've been to Chad's before. Is it, are there a lot of the necromancer types around? Or are people pretty comfortable with these nerdy necromancers and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, definitely seems like the, the necromancy thing is, uh, just not phasing anybody. Pretty socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. How did these people get here? They was drawn from all over. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> Hard for us to get here. Yeah. yeah. We're invincible. <laughs> uh, yeah, most of these people like wizards trying to get acknowledgement from Chad? Because, I mean... I don't know yet. I guess I would imagine that you have... Sounds like a mix of townsfolk and a mix of maybe some... Uh, some necromancers at the table. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of their pogs or slammers are made out of bones. Ooh. Or other teeth. Teeth? Ooh. Teeth? Yeah. Barskins. <laughs> <laughs> we left the foreskin thing behind. But fine. They, they keep their pogs and foreskin bags. Like most for <laughs> fine. Like, more like most foreskins are left behind. Oh. <laughs> Or foreskins. Cut it out. Don't it? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see here. I have, I have gone to a brand new name generator that I've never used before, and it has given me some great names. Uh, so we're going to say that there are a total of four people. Jayanti, J A Y A N T I. That was probably one of the better ones. Neptunus, Svatava. S-V-A-T-A-V-A. -A -A. Svatava. That was weird. And then I think actually my favorite one is Teddy Halfdan. <laughs> Halfdan. Halfdan. Is that all one word? Or is it like a first, first name, last name? T-E-T-T-Y is the first name, Teddy. And then Halfdan is the last name. <laughs> Teddy Halfdan, Half Harold. How you doing? <laughs> Sam Half Steve. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin Sam is half Steve. Sam is half Steve here. That actually, you know, because like Olafson and like Johnson and all the rest of those names, like what a different, like I think a better way, you know, like, well, you're half Dan. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Uh, are any of these guys or ladies necromancers? Uh, let's see. Who's a necromancer? Let's say that of the four people... Afdan's gotta be. All four of them are necromancers. Oh, oh wow. This is gonna yep. get interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna walk over and sit down, and I'm actually gonna tell them, Hey, I'm, uh, pretty new to the area. Uh, what's going on? Uh, what's this giant building here? Uh, tower in town, and gonna play Pogs with them casually. Oh, you're going to have a casual a Pogs casual game. A casual Pogs game. Let's see if they're willing to have a casual Pogs game, because uh, some people, well, they like to gamble. Mm. Mm, they are not willing to do a casual Pogs game. Uh, let's say 
Teddy steps forward and kind of leans on the table and is like, if you want to play Pogs around here, son, you're going to need to put some money on the table. (laughs) (laughs) I love Teddy's boy. (laughs) I say, all right, Teddy, what's uh, what's the minimum bid here? Uh, Teddy pulls out a single gold and like slides it across to the center of the table. This is how much we play for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Teddy has no idea how rich we are. No, but I'm going to play it cool. I'm the new guy in town, not trying to flash cash. Flash dong or anything. So let's go ahead and uh, slide a. Did you say? A, wait, wait, wait. Slide a gold. Did you right say you weren't gonna? We're gonna slide a gold right to the middle <laughs> of the table there. Wait, wait. Here you just said flash dong. <laughs> yeah. Did you say you're not gonna flash your dong around? Like, is that something you do otherwise? Like, have you guys been watching me all the time in towns? Or? <laughs> is your coin purse your coin purse? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, coin purse. Let's go ahead. All right. So you you slide one gold on like, over to Teddy Half Dan. Okay, I think that's like it's a polite thing to do, not to flash your dong all the time. It, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this time I'm going to be polite, and not flash my dong. Put the gold on the table and then fucking slide it across <laughs> with your dick. <laughs> you'd, you'd have to get to the side of the table and edge it across. Whew, all right. Anyway, I slap my dong down on a foosball table once and it started a fist fight. Were you surprised? No. Yeah. <laughs> Were you happy it started a fight? I wasn't necessarily happy. <laughs> I don't know that I'd want to get into a fight. Well, I, don't, I personally would not want to get into a fight ever for any reason, but I would not want to fight in particular with my, uh, with my bits out. Especially <laughs> in between a zipper, you're just swinging and like your dong <laughs> and you're just swinging. <laughs> so it might pull out a gun and shoot it. <laughs> I mean, all it would take to end that fight is one stray swat with like a ringed finger, or even like a whole palm slap. Uh, like if somebody just walked up to you and slapped your dog, slapped your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. <laughs> <laughs> or like a wallet chain or a ring oh, of keys no. or something. <laughs> oh. There's just no way that that's going to be a... a good experience. Yeah. yeah. Why would you put your dong on a foosball table? I don't know. Because there's also like people are slamming those foosball things in and out. You know what my favorite well, no. thing with Roscoe is that? I don't ask why he does things. You put things. it up there at the same time normal. you're like, playing? Okay, Roscoe does those things. How did you even do that? I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. I can, I'll just accept the story. No. No rebuttal. No. <laughs> Rest your case. So Teddy is going to put out his gold. You've put out your gold. Let's play some fucking pogs. So as the as the first round is getting thrown, he gives you a funny look and says, well, that's Chad's Tower. Why, why wouldn't you know about Chad's Tower? Well, like I said, I was just, uh, just coming over here for separate business, and I didn't know there was a tower here. Separate, unrelated business. <laughs> Teddy has got a seven. Thirteen. All right, that's and I one. got the plus four, correct? With the uh, old. Mm-hmm. Your the proficiency. Old training montage. Yes, yes. Uh, so, just you, yeah. Chad Sauer over there. He's a mighty swell guy. You should, oh. uh, stop by if you get a chance. He's not always in, but he's a hell of a guy. Oh, you can just walk into those buildings then. Is that what you're trying to tell me here? This guy sucks. Six. Uh, With a disappointed scowl at his poor performance, Teddy looks and sees that you have destroyed him in this Pogs game. Well, that's a a gold I guess I'm going to have to miss from now on. And pushes it over to you and says, 
Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's not that Chad's Tower is open all the time, but, uh, you know, if he's got time for guests and visitors, he'll certainly welcome you in. What happens if the Chad turns out to be, like, a really nice guy? We still need what he's got. And then I'm just going to play the hospitality role and push that gold back to him. I'm like, well, I'm appreciating. This is a mighty fine talk we're having. I, I enjoy the area around here. Do you know, uh, sounds like a nice guy. Do you know when we can uh, go and see him? Well, I'm not exactly privy to his schedule or anything, but uh, and he picks up the gold that you slid back to him. And he says, but I'll tell you what, stranger, buy you a drink. And he walks over to the bar and uh, starts ordering some grog for you. Did you want to make some small talk with these three other fucking unpronounceable names that I wrote down? Vada <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. It's just gibberish. Actually, no, I think I'm just going to go off to the distance and have a drink with this guy. And just chat with him a little bit more, maybe not about Chad. And if anybody else wants to go in and talk with other people, just kind of mingle a bit. Seems like these necromancers are pretty nice people. All right. So the... Uh... So Teddy and um, Kolvik. Sorry, I just remembered. Isn't that the name? What was the What was the fucking name from Rick and Morty? The phone line that you could call Teddy Teddy Mason. Oh, Teddy Mason. Teddy Mason. You know, we'll just talk about barbecue or sports or whatever. We've <laughs> <laughs> got the Teddy Bases of Necromancers here. <laughs> Good day to you, VGAD fans. Thanks for coming back. I gotta say, sorry about all the weird audio artifacts and echoes in some of our recent episodes. I'm working on figuring it out. Hopefully it's not too gross. I'm also working on a few other corrections, which is why you might notice that the mid-roll sounds a little different from the rest of the episode. Those get recorded after the initial gameplay recording, so sometimes they can be a little out of sync. It's gonna take a little bit to get it all smoothed out again, but fear not. It's all just part of my never-ending quest to make the show sound as good as possible. I have a bit of a, I don't know, call it a public service announcement today, or really just a message for anyone out there who either wants to start playing D&D or hasn't had a lot of luck playing so far. I lurk in a few different places on the internet looking for D&D and tabletop forums. I see a lot of different messages out there that make me a little concerned for folks who listen to actual play podcasts like ours, or the many, many other great ones out there. There's kind of an expectation that time around the table should be just like an episode of an actual play podcast. I know, I think most of you already know this, but it bears repeating anyway. Your tabletop experience will not be like our show, or really any show for that matter. There's two reasons for this. First, specifically here at VGAT, we tend to go on a lot of off-topic tangents and rambling journeys. We also have a lot of poop jokes and, regrettably, a lot of foreskin jokes and many other aspects that would make polite society clutch their pearls. I do my best to thread all of that through with a story that's hopefully engaging and combat that's at least a little exciting. Other tables are going to be more serious and story-driven. Some other tables are just going to be Monster of the Week kill fests. All of them will have varying degrees of distraction, humor, acting, and all manner of other things. Every table will be different because every person, DM, and day is unique. Thankfully, there are tons of places to find groups, both on and offline. You can search around for a table full of people that you like and build something new and unique together. Second, podcasts are edited. Well, most of them are. Ours is anyway. A typical episode takes between one and a half to three and a half hours of recorded material to make. 
We laugh, we go on tangents that don't make it into the episode, we take breaks, we eat food, we get up to get another beer. Sometimes there are long pauses while we think of what to say or to look up a rule. To keep things moving for you, the listener, we even truncate the silence between sentences and sometimes even words. This is our 80th episode, but that's the result of more than 40 play sessions, totaling somewhere just short of 200 hours of time at the table. So, really, what we have here doesn't even represent what we have done here. Okay, I could go on about this, but here's the short of it. Don't ever come down on yourself, because your game isn't just like Critical Role, or The Adventure Zone, or Friends at the Table, or God's Fall, or Glass Cannon, or any of the other bigger name shows out there. Or, God forbid, the Very Good Adventuring Team. Dungeons and & Dragons, and all other RPG systems out there, allow you to build something wonderful that is unique to you and your friends. Do it the way you want to do it, and don't waste any time measuring against anything or anyone. Well, I think that's quite enough for today's mid-roll. Let us return to the land of Peripreo. So uh, we'll, we'll cut away from, or rather, we watch Kolvik go up to the bar and he sidles up to a stool next to Teddy and we cut back over to Roscoe and Melvin sitting at the table, uh, probably with that letter still in hand. Didn't didn't your brother call like the Hulk Hogan hotline a lot yeah. when he was on the rack? Huh? Like, yeah, right? to the point there was like a three hundred dollar phone bill one month. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the Hulk Hogan hotline? <laughs> I, I'm going to need a little more detail. Well, he thought it would be a good idea to call like the Hulk Hogan one eight hundred number. Or one nine hundred number, where Hulk Hogan just I'm sure has a recorded voice saying, "How are you doing, brother? Take your vitamins." <laughs> <laughs> Called it a bunch of times. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god! Did he ever give an explanation? I mean, don't get me wrong. I did a ton of dumb shit when I was that age. I wouldn't have put it past me to do that. But he what was said he? He wanted to talk to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Is Hulk Hogan there? I wonder if it was a recording or if it was just a bunch of, like, actors, like... I don't know. Never was in on a conversation. Oh, my God. Mr. Hogan, do you remember last week when I called? <laughs> I do, brother. <laughs> How could I forget you, brother? <laughs> yeah, he'd never have to use their name. <laughs> Say brother. <laughs> just brother all the time. <laughs> I was talking with somebody the other day about the uh, Miss Cleo line. And how even at an early age, there was a part of me that was just like, how is she answering that many phones? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. Right now? And then, of course, my next thought as an impressionable young child was, how do they find that many psychics? <laughs> it's expensive, like a 30 years ago. A minute uh, back then. And all it was, 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 it probably was all pre-recorded stuff. There's always new stuff on the Hulk Hogan hotline. Oh my god. I wonder if you can call it right now. You <laughs> should try. That would be like... No. I mean, what would that be for inflation? That'd be like five bucks. That's crazy. To get like a, a minute's worth of like... <laughs> Eat your vitamins, brother. <laughs> Watch me when I'm doing wrestling. It's sometime in the near future. Cutting back to Roscoe and Melvin sitting at the table. What would you like to do? Or are you just going to sit and watch the spectacle that is Kolvik and Teddy? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm super confused. And everybody likes Chad, and we're supposed to hate Chad. 
But everybody thinks Chad is a good guy. But he's not. But I don't know. Everybody else thinks he is. Why do they think that? And he sent us this really nice invitation. And he's inviting us to dinner. I just, I'm, I'm just a little confused. Yeah, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I imagine you like Melvin saying all of that stuff out loud and then Roscoe just like slams his drink says god damn it Melvin and gets up and walks away well, alright Roscoe's out Melvin well, you're just gonna kind of sit there in a well, ponderous rue I'm gonna sit there and ponder but I'm like Fuck it, I need to know what's going on here. So, I'm going to start up a Pogs game with uh, the remaining three people that are out there. Svetlana or whoever the hell else. Svetlana. What is that from? I don't know. Something. Anyway. Neptunus. Neptunus, that's it. Neptunus. So, let's say you're going to play a game of Pogs with Neptunus. You're going to... You get a similar response about uh, needing a gold. Seems like they're going right. That's fine by me. Neptunus, I got What's a voice for Neptunus? Hello, wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so he's also silly. <laughs> Care ye for a game of pogs? Uh, thank you, person. I would love a game of pogs. Put that gold upon the table. Here is, here is my gold. All right. A gold is laid down. Do you want to start rolling or do you want to start asking? Um, I'll uh, ask Neptunus how long Neptunus has lived here. <laughs> <laughs> Neptunus says, what a score of years. <laughs> Neptunus is going to kill me. <laughs> uh Neptunus had a pathetic seven. Um, I have... Uh, we're adding in our proficiency bonuses. And I I forget what pog I'm even using nowadays. I had a pretty awesome... I have the Clam Slam pog. Mm-hmm. Which was giving me a what? Plus two or three on top of uh, it? I think it was a four. I think it was a four. Was like eight total? Scrambling to beat a seven is what I hear. <laughs> 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 no, I can beat that. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have like a plus eight right now. All right. We'll get so it. you couldn't have lost that. <laughs> uh, delightful throw. So this would be a 14 I rolled. Okay, so you win You win the first throw. Um, so I carry on with Neptunus and ask... Um, LAUGHTER <laughs> Fucking Neptunus. <laughs> I don't know why it tickles me so much. Uh, how long uh, Neptunus has been a necromancer? <laughs> Neptunus says, We've quite some time now. It's been a delightful profession. It's hard to find a place where you're accepted like I am here in Peripheral. And Neptunus crushed it with a 19 on that roll. Uh, I got a 21 on that one. Balls. It appears that the game is yours. <laughs> it slides the gold across to you. Well, I, uh, this has been a very good game. Would you like to? Would you like to play again? Oh, I'd be delighted to do another game. Okay, another gold. One more gold. Um, let's see what else would I want to ask Neptunus. <laughs> uh, that's a very unusual accent you have. Uh, where might you be from, 
Neptunus. Oh, I'm from the sunken city and there's plates about there. That's a 17 over here. Ooh, that's a uh, uh, 12. 12. Oh, here's the tides are turning. <laughs> um, sorry, uh, here this big building in the middle of town belongs to Chad. Uh, have you ever met Chad before? Oh, I've never had the honor myself. Well, that was a weird one. I knocked Oof. one of my other dice over. That's a uh, 17. That's an 11. Claim this gold and reaches over and slides the two gold back to himself. Do you care for another wizard? And I think I got another game in me. Then we should battle game. What what persuaded you, or why did you become a necromancer? Oh man, that's a bad roll. That's a that's a mere eight over here. Uh, that's like a 26. Oh, yeah, you definitely got that one. Um, what persuaded Neptunus to be a... Well, I believe it was when I lost my first pet. Now I wanted to bring Fluffle Muffins back to me. Of course, I gave up on that dream a long time ago. <laughs> but, you know, you start in a profession, you build a reputation. A lot of uh, connections and whatnot in the field. And uh, how did you find uh, Priprio? Priprio? Paripio. Paripio. That's kind of hard to say. I've actually been practicing. Paripio. Yeah, I can't even remember where that came from. But anyway, uh, Neptunus, how did you find Paripio? Well, you know, professional circles. You find out about new places and whatnot. Well, it's one of the few places you can practice these kinds of arts. Okay then. Um, go ahead and roll, I guess. Oh, that's an eight. Uh, that's like, uh, 22. Mm. It appears that the fates and lucks are in your favor, wizard. So far today, anyway. Must be those exceptionally comfortable-looking shoes. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I, get, I get startled for a second there. <laughs> so, so, suddenly, Neptunus's voice got very deep <laughs> and excited when looking at my shoes. I, w- I want to ask uh, Neptunus. Uh, you know, we've we've heard quite a lot on the trail here that there are other wizards and people that are coming here to potentially battle Chad or fight Chad or take Chad's spot. Oh, is that a is that a common occurrence here? M- Poppycock! Battle Chad? Really? Battle Chad? <laughs> Absurd. Why, why is that so absurd? He's an excellent ruler and leader and also extremely powerful. Surely that's not why you're here, wizard. Or certainly not. <laughs> Definitely not. Why don't you? Why don't you give me a? Let me. Th- we get a little persuasion, uh, or uh, or you can just do straight charisma. Whatever works for you on this one. Um, because you've you've aroused some 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 uh, suspicion in Neptunus. Right, Rove. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to kill Neptunus. <laughs> oh, that was a natural twenty. That yeah. is a baller natural twenty. 
which does not guarantee automatic success, but is more than enough to convince and soothe over ne Neptunus here. So they say, hmm. yes, of course, that would be foolish. Well, uh, tip my old hat to Neptunus. Thank Neptunus for the uh, wonderful Pogs game. And I think we're on our way. And uh, they tip their hat as well. And thanks for the good game and all that stuff. So I'm over with Teddy, correct? Tetty. 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 Is, is it T-E-T-T? T-E-T-T-Y. Tetty. Tetty. I might get a tattoo from Tetty. Ooh. A tattoo. Um, no, I'm going to be over there. And while this is going on, I was going to try to do some small talk, have him drink some liquors, and uh, see if uh, DM will let me just ask a few questions. Okay. Yeah, we can roll oh, through that. Ask away. It's just, Teddy's probably a little surprised that you uh, left the group back over there and, and sidled up to the bar, and Teddy kind of looks over at you and, and oh, uh, hello. Well, hello again. You are offering me a drink, so here I am. I am, am in fact offering you a, a drink. I didn't think you'd come all the way over here to get it. Uh, did, did you need something from me? No, just figured. Just over here and... Uh, you kind of enticed me a little bit about the area that I don't know anything about, really. And particularly about this castle area that I should go up to. Do you go up there at all yourself? I don't spend a lot of time in the castle, but uh, I could probably entice you about some other areas. Ooh. Uh, oh, Tati. Oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? Teddy smiles and sits down at the stool and says, Oh, let's have a little drink and talk about it for a while. What areas are you interested in? Well, I mean, I'm just around here just delivering some things to the local shop, That, but I've never really been to this town before. Uh, what kind of uh, wares around here can we get? Hmm. Uh, why don't you... What kind of a roll do I want to make you do for this? Let's just do a, a general old charisma roll for you as well. All right. We're saying charisma here, which... Is this particular time particular. not like any other time? A seven. A seven. Uh, your description of your uh, paltry tasks and whatnot here. Uh, well, there there seemed to be a little bit of an interest there, and it just kind of fades away real quickly. Apparently, Teddy isn't interested in delivery boys, but uh, talks about how the town in general has. Uh, all the common things that you would need for basic wizardry and uh, just general living. Food, stock, supplies, parchment, spell components, things of that nature. Um, there's quite a few shops along the way that are uh, on the way up to Chad's uh, mansion that are in business and doing fairly well as the, the town is kind of on the up and up, starting to grow. So. Up and up. All right. Well, um, are there any like cadaver shops around here where you can... Buy some bodies to experiment with. <laughs> or sell some bodies. <laughs> sell some bodies. somebody who sells some body. <laughs> We're pretty good at making bodies. <laughs> well, the, my main focus on coming here internally was to try to get more information about the castle, where we're heading and such, but he hasn't really been up there a whole lot, so my interest has also faded. So I think I'm going to thank him for the drink and not try to cause any more disturbance and go back to the room. 
All right. You, are you going to go back to the room, or are you going to go back to the table? or uh, Room. Okay. Heading, heading back. Uh, there's no one else here to really back me up if I cause myself some trouble. I've been known to do, so. Yeah, you almost got in a sword fight there. Mm-hmm. Melvin, did you have any uh, anything that you wanted to do remaining here at this bar? Nope. I don't think so. All right. Say the three of you retire back to your significantly nicer rooms just as Skylar and the Love Goblins are opening up on stage and it's awful. It's real bad. Uh, so you're all pretty happy to have been boo, out of there before it really boo. gets... Well, the locals seem to love it. Oh. Like weird atonal, arrhythmic, but there maybe it's a necromancer thing. Who knows? The next morning rolls around after I would suggest an uneventful evening. And uh, do you guys want to take care of anything during the day here, shopping supplies or elsewise, or did you want to just fast forward to dinner with Chad? Well, I'll pop into a shop. Yeah, I wanted to look around because I had these sweet uh, dragon wings that I wanted to make into some. Acid-resisted pants. That is the main reason I'm asking around the shops. Would uh, would any of the locals or anybody know any place of like that? You know what? Yeah, yeah. You could definitely find some craftspeople capable of doing a a little number with these dragon pants. Some black leather wing, acid-resistant Ooh, pants. We're going black. We're going black. Black leather pants. Black. <laughs> Can be skin tight pants, assless, stupid, sexy, assless, <laughs> assless chops, uh, cha- chaps, chops. <laughs> stupid, sexy, colvic with his chops hanging out. <laughs> like I'm wearing nothing at all, nothing, nothing at all, all. nothing at all. Uh, so let's see here. If you, I'm going to give you two options here. Uh-huh. You can either. Have them make you some uh, some black leather dragon pants that oh. are just black leather dragon pants, and that'll be like a hundred gold, and they'll take them about a day. Or you can do actual. I'll give you actual acid resistance on the black leather pants, which will take a finer craftsman a little more time. We'll say that's going to be like a week to craft, and we'll be uh, numbers. Dice. Uh, that's going to cost you... Fuck, I forgot to decide which order that was going to be in. 980 gold. I'm not worried about the price. It's just the length. I don't think we're going to be here a week. I mean, we're heading to chats tonight. and I'm guessing that's when things are going down. Not to mention that if uh, at some point we happen to actually kill Chad. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing most of the people in this town aren't going to be very happy with yeah. it. And if they're going to be assless, it's going to be really cold on my butt. Yeah. On your chops? On my chops. Really, really cold on my chops. So, um, appreciate the time. Going to have to say no. Okay. You pass on the offer. Anything else that you fellows would like to do? Any? Oh, well, you did say shopping. Is there any specific shopping that you were looking for? No, not especially. Yeah, is there like a defense against any dark wizard shops or anything like that? Or? Against the dark chads shops? Uh, there are definitely a lot of magical sorts of things, mostly spell components and the like, that are available in the shops here. You would be able to... Is that a fart? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a bullet? <laughs> is that a bullet? <laughs> no, it's not a fart. It was... 
<laughs> it's like you're dropping like layers of meat on something. Oh, no. <laughs> layers of meat. <laughs> Man meat? Uh, any kind of meat. I was thinking thick bologna. Oh, <laughs> Oof. No. Maybe, uh, maybe ring bologna. I used to love ring bologna when I was a kid. Ring bologna and macaroni and cheese. That was Poe people food. We had a fair amount of that. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's just blow on right past shopping. It gets to be early evening, and, well, you don't need a lot of direction to get up to Chad's place. It's uh, kind of straight up the road. You walk a few miles through the city, and you see that this land is actually doing pretty good. It's fairly well bustling. I mean, for as desolate and crappy as everything was outside of the city, here you see... No, I wouldn't say like an abundance. It's not like there's food spilling out of everything, but everybody looks like they're well-fed, happy, doing good, and leading their lives with or without necromancy. So do we know the train at all where we're at? This is all new territory, right? We don't know really know what's north, south, east, west of us, correct? Uh, you wouldn't know what's outside of the city aside from the direction that you came from. What you would know is that the... There's sort of like not a not a crazy like epic Mordor mountain range behind this, but the city is sort of backed up towards some mountains, and in more or less concentric rings around the city are the marshlands, that big ass wall, and then the uh, the wasteland outside of that. Past that, it kind of goes back into normal-ish terrain again. Cause I know that lady said she came from the sunken city. I wonder how far away that is from here. Uh, it's quite a ways. Quite a like, ways. Okay, because I, I know, like, that area is desolate now kind of thing, and so trying to see why, why this is sprouting up and everything else. Just trying to make sense of it all, walking up to this castle. Mm-hmm. The, the land and all the rest of it itself seems kind of shitty, but, well, I'm just going to go ahead and fill you in on one little piece of it. You've got a shitload of magic users, and most of them can conjure food and water. Yeah. So the limitations that the rest of this continent has for being shitty because of not having their half of the chalice, they're not really feeling the effects here. Makes sense. I should say it's a higher than average population of magic users that are aggregated here. So you trundle on down the road. Eventually you reach the area of the city that you've come to understand is called the Estates. It's sort of a raised up portion. It's maybe about 60 feet higher than the rest of the city. There's a big wall around it. Uh, But it's just kind of like climbs up from uh, from the lower level. I can't think of a better way to describe that, sorry. This is a much nicer area of the city. There are large and um, I would say fairly well-appointed estates, large buildings, fenced-in areas. This is definitely where the upper crust would live. And then eventually you make your way to the center of it all, where the tower, the big spire that was in the middle, is now uh, dominating your vision in front of you. And that tower beneath it, or uh, right in front of it, has a gigantic castle. Again, made of that sort of dark blue stone, as everything else around here seems to be made of. And you walk up to the front gates. Those gates open on up for you by some servants, uh, you know, pulling the big portcullis up. And you're welcomed into the castle proper, and eventually directed to a little dining room table that's kind of off of a big main chamber. You're hanging out there for a couple of minutes, and eventually, Chad himself joins you in the room. Chad is a relatively dapper, youngish-looking human male. 
He uh, is well-appointed, has uh, very nice clothing on, several rings, uh, a necklace with a bunch of big amulets on it and shit like that, uh, and very much appears to be alive. Um, is not the burning eye floating skull that you guys have been coming to expect as you've been going along on this journey. And as he walks into the room, he uh, gestures a hello to all of you and says, well, thank you all for joining me here. Please, have a seat. So you've been cordially invited to sit down by Chad. What say you? We're confused, Chad. Confused? How so? Um, we were sent by somebody to take care of you. <laughs> Throwing some big air quotes out there? <laughs> so Chad gestures towards the table and sits down himself, and he says, Oh, I know. I And I know who sent you. I, uh... Well, it's the reason that I invited all of you here for dinner tonight, and, uh, well, let, let's let's start eating and, and have a bit of a conversation. Won't you sit down and join me? And, um, and he just kind of looks at all of you expectantly and pours himself a little glass of, uh, wine from a bottle he's got in front of him. Uh, I'm gonna look around the room. Do we see anyone else here? You don't see anybody else in the room with you at the moment. I'm gonna sit down. You did down. pass other people. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, oh. but... You did pass other people in this place that it looked like they're the people that work here, uh, essentially. Um, is there any food on the table at the moment? Not yet. Okay. Um, I will actually go ahead and sit down and uh, pull out a bag of raisins. <laughs> start eating that. Okay. You start snacking on yeah, some raisins. I don't mean to spoil my appetite, but I've been thinking about these all day. <laughs> all right. I he sigh loudly. I'm like, oh, fucking embarrassing, Kovic. I draw my dagger. Idly <laughs> <laughs> cleaning my fingernails with it. <laughs> mean mugging Kovic for eating raisins. So uh, he, Chad says to you guys, I assume you're hungry. And he snaps his fingers. And a few minutes later, some... Uh, some people come into the room and start laying some food on the table, and you know, it's it's a it's a first course, you know. Uh, what the fuck do you call that? Charcuterie, some cold cuts, uh, some light breads and fruit and cheese and stuff, and invites you to eat. And he says, "I I understand that you've been sent here to." Well, as Roscoe so elegantly puts it, he puts up his hands and does air quotes, and he says, "Take care of me." And that's, well, I can understand why, but do you understand why? You, you've been sent here to to do what exactly? To, to kill me? You guys know that I'm a lich, right? I'll, I'll just come back. Yeah. Uh, from what we've heard, if we can find your phylactery, uh, we, could, we, we could maybe do something about that. And do what exactly? I, I, I'll be... I'll be honest about my aims and goals here, that I chose the chalice as my phylactery because it's all but indestructible. But we need that chalice. Oh yes, for- Episode 80, in which we meet Chad, was released on April 21st, 2019. 
Find out more about Chad when we chat next chat on... Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. The urine police. <laughs> Open up with the urine police. You're under arrest, sir. I think I that's a missed opportunity there. They should be the police. <laughs> Even just pee police is pretty good. <laughs> Open up, it's the police. You're in trouble. <laughs> 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 <laughs>